well. Hope I don't get in trouble with these people. Oh, get to record the first part. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, whoever gets, whoever listens to the access code, and whoever gets this uh, tape recording. Uh, I've been teaching for the first 15 minutes. Totally forgot to record it. Please forgive me. Uh, didn't really miss a lot, so here we go. All right, so now, uh, the Lord said, I, Jesus, have sent my angels to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. That's Revelation 22:16. Then we also learned that Yeshua, Jesus, had a personal star, and this star was responsible for leading the wise men to him, as a young child. You remember, we see in the movies, it says in the Bible, they followed his star and found, and went right to where he was and brought him gifts, and they wanted to eye the Messiah themselves because they knew who he was. Now, after Yeshua, Jesus was born, um, in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of his kingdom had his kingdom with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, where was the Yeshua Christ? Where was he born? So they said to him where he was born, for thus it is written by the prophet. And then it says, he says, but, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people of Israel. Well, we know, you know, true Israel, true Israel not the ones who are over there now. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. But Herod was lying. <laughs> Herod wanted to get his hands on that child so he could kill him because he thought that he didn't get the significance of it. He didn't get that uh, Yeshua was the Messiah, the reigning Messiah, who was going to save the house of Israel and the remnants of the Gentiles and the remnants, the small remnants of the nations that God chose long ago. He thought Yeshua was going to just rise up, maybe like back in them days, you could be a king at 10, you know, rise up and take his kingdom. So this is why he wanted to kill him. So now, when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his mother, Mary, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, myrrh, and so forth. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. So now God had not warned them not to return to Herod. And, and, and they would have returned to Herod. Yeshua wouldn't be. They, they, he would have. He would have probably killed Yeshua right then and there. But you, but you know, God is not. You know, wasn't gonna let that happen. That's why he warned them in the dream. That's in Matthew two verses one to two. Now, um, how? The, now the discovery of your stars. Um, the book of Daniel. No, I'll, I'll say that for next one. 
Now, um, yeah, I'm gonna say that too. <laughs> okay. All right. Also, stars. Um, the enemy can put barriers. He can place barriers at a distance from your star to prevent or filter the brilliance of your shining star. Uh, these barriers can be broken once you discover them. They're there. Like Satan, Satan can reach a star. Like like one day, like I say in my book, I'm finished. Oh, finished. <laughs> um, the Lord has sent this prophet to me, and this prophet told me. He said, God told me to tell you that you got to pray to blind Satan's eyes from reading your star. And I said to him, well, why does he have to read my star? He already know about it because <laughs> I wrote about it in one of my books, my e-book on Brides and Nobles. Oh, yeah, it's a good teaching in there about stars, too. Uh, what's the name of that book? Um, the Antichrist Kingdom, this, no, The Secret of Darkness, The Antichrist Kingdom. It's like 400 pages of the e-book, $10 by the novel. I talk a lot about stars, how he reads them and stuff like that, 400 years prior to you even coming back. Um, so Satan knows who we all are. That The Lord told me, every everyone who's listening to me and everybody walking this planet, Satan knows who you was in every life you ever had. If you was a queen, a king, whatever you was, he already knows who you are. He knows who you are. Your stars never change. You might keep getting reincarnated, but that star is still yours. It just holds many destinies in it. So the prophet coming, God says, you need to start praying for him to blind Satan, for Satan or, or, and, and cover your star so Satan can't read it more. So I said to the prophet, I was like, well, what do you mean he can't read it anymore? He already knows. And so the prophet was explaining to me, although Satan knows a lot of things about us, our stars change every time we come on the earth again. So he has to find a way to try and read your star again. <laughs> and he can, but if you pray and ask God to blind his eyes or cover your star, you know, like uh, camouflage your star where him and the principalities can't see it to read it because this is how he knows your destiny. And so when the prophet told me this a while back, I was like, what? I said, I thought he knew our destiny because, you know, he could, he could see like that. He's like, nah. He knows your destiny every time you re re reincarnate. And this man told me this a long time ago. And, and when he was talking about the reincarnation, that just skipped right over my head. I didn't even ask him about it. I didn't even ask God about it, but God gave it to me like two and a half years ago. So I was like, you mean to tell me? I'm thinking to myself, that darn devil. <laughs> so this is how he knows everything about us because he beats our stars. So maybe this is probably why this isn't taught in church too much because a lot of the church folks are demonic as it is, you know, and have contracts with them. And the ones that don't, they don't want to teach you this stuff. They just want your money, and they want to keep you needed upon them. You know, to teach this kind of thing is to make you independent. All right, so now, so... Stars need to be clean from the defilement because many people's stars are not pure. How then can man be righteous before God? Or how can he be pure who is born of a woman? If even the moon does not shine upon him and the stars are not pure in his sight. That's Job 25, 4, 6. God, tell us right in 20, Job 25, 4, 6. He giving you straight up in Job twenty five four six. He telling you straight up how you gonna be righteous, 
How you gonna be pure born of a woman? How's the moon gonna shine on you when your star's not pure? If that ain't telling you you need to learn about your star, I don't know what is. But them pastors, they don't like that book of Job too much. It's only certain things they will teach in Job. Job even tell you he black. In the book of Job, he tell you he black. One of the apostles tell you they black. <laughs> you know, they don't teach that stuff. Solomon said he was black. They try to just go all around that. Well, no, he didn't mean he was black. He just meant he was evil. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> now, stars can engage in battle. Stars have courses. This is translated from the Hebrew word, um, I can't never say it, so I'm going to try and say it, Mikalaf. <laughs> spell it for you, M-E-C-I-L-L-A-H, which means highway, rise, highway, then it means raised way, then it means public road. Scientists suggest that the stars are fixed and that the earth is rotating. The devil's a liar. <laughs> the Bible is clear that the stars have their own path that they travel like roads through the heavens. That's what the Bible says. They fought from the heavens, the stars from their courses, fought against Sisera. That's Judges 520. In Revelation, God said the stars are going to fall from the sky. People literally, and, and I was one of them foolish ones too. I was like, God, please help me. <laughs> we used to think that in Revelation, we used to think we wasn't going to be here for one, but we know we're going to be here now because it says it straight up in the Bible, right? But um, we used to think that stars were going to literally hit the planet. And, <laughs> and and I've never thought that the stars could hit the planet, but I've heard pastors in the past before I knew the truth that stars, literal literal stars were going to hit the planet and blow blow up the planet. The, the, the stars that God is talking about, Revelation, is the fallen ones. They still got stars, believe it or not. God ain't took their star away. Their stars just dampered. It's defiled. It's unuseful to God anymore. You know, the destiny that was in those stars are done. Angels have destinies. They have their own stars. These principalities that fell with Lucifer saying, it said Lucifer was the morning star. You know what I'm saying? Um, all the one-third of heaven that fell with Lucifer, they all had stars. It's just their stars are dim, dark, Defiled and unuseful to God He has discarded them But they're still reigning in the heavenlies This is why God says in Revelation Stars are going to fall from the sky He's talking about the fallen ones They're blue beam, blue beam rapture They're false rapture You know, the, all this stuff, the chariots They're going to bring, it's just going to look like spaceships Or whatever, they may even look like chariots Who knows, you know That's who he's warning us about that's going to fall from the sky Because they're in the sky right now they're in the second heaven right now. They're in part of the firmament. They're under the water. They're under the earth. They're in the wilderness, and they're in the forest. But their main uh, center besides under the water is in part of the firmament and in the second heaven. They're going to fall. It says in the Bible that Lucifer is going to be cast to the earth. God is going to cast him to the earth where he will be bound on this earth. Okay, he'll be doing miracles from the sky, which is which is which is our heaven. He will not be able to go past our heaven, which is our sky. That's in the Bible. So he's one of the stars that's going to fall, along with all the other one third of the heaven that came with him. That's what God is talking about. He's not talking about no stars literally falling, because they're not. The stars aren't going to literally fall. It's them that's going to fall. They are. Every star that's out there has a name on it. Has a name on it. Now, um, please put your phone on mute, please. Now, Job was cursing the day of his birth. In this contents, Job, he calls for the stars of the day of his birth to be darkened. 
From this we learn that stars can be dark and may the day perish on which I was born, Job said. And the night in which it was said, a male child is conceived. May the stars of this morning be dark, Job said. May it look for the light, but have none, Job said. And not see the dawning of the day, Job said. And Job 3, 3, 9. So Job is telling you, we have stars. Now, stars can be locked up or they can be sealed off. He shakes the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble. He commands the sun and it does not rise. He seals off the stars. He alone spreads out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. That's Job 9, verses 6, 8. Job 9, 6, 8. So it's, God is telling you stars can be sealed off in Job 9, 6, 8. Now, the stars are ordained by God. Um, they have a divine commissioning. The Bible says, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Psalms 8.3. Psalms 8.3 is telling us God ordained the moon and the stars. Now, in the first estate, the stars were created to praise the Lord. Who were the stars to create to praise the Lord? The fallen ones. The, the one-third of the heavens. Now, they need to be restored to their first estate because a lot of us fell, too, with the one-third of the heaven. A lot of us fell, too. But you remember now God gave the fallen angels, the fallen sons, the fallen principalities, and the other parts of the one-third of the kingdom that fell. He gave them a chance to repent, and many of them repented. We know this. But Lucifer and a lot of other ones didn't repent. So many of them repented, and God reinstored them back into the heavens, but many of them had to come back to these planets to atone and be redeemed for wanting to leave God in the first place. And that's some of us. He says it in the lost Bible, you left me on your own estate. He's telling you, he ain't saying you, you left. <laughs> okay? Well, I mean, what more hints can he give us? The Bible says, praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of the light. Psalms 148.3. Now, I'm going to teach you guys how to minister to your own star and then teach you um, uh, this prayer here afterwards. Okay, now, your spirit must be a strong spirit. If your spirit is not strong, and, and, and I tell you to say this prayer, I mean, it, it'll help you some, but it won't help you to the magnitude that it should. So you have to make sure your spirit is strong. You need to repent. So all of you right now who haven't repented today, you need to repent. For, you know, whatever sins you could have did, you might have did, you know, um, just in case, go all the way back to Adam and Eve on your mom and daddy's side, their parents' side, adopted parents, in-laws, ex-godparents, because that's not a God, but you take on their bloodline. When you accept godparents, that's another thing. When you accept godparents, spiritual parents that you want to call them in church, you take on their bloodline. Why? Because you, you just call them your parent. You just put the word God in front of it. And then, then your 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 so-called uh, mother and father in the ministry, you call them spiritual parents. So anything that you attach the word parents to, you you attach their bloodline to you. There's an umbilical cord spiritually inherited in you and them, like a tube that connects you. So you have to also encounter their bloodline as well, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, and for your past lives. And just like God, if there's anything in my past life. Going back to Adam and Eve, and in my in my life now, 
that can hinder me from um, getting the benefits and deliverance of this prayer and, and this teaching, please forgive me and forgive my ancestors, which I know I was my own ancestors, but I got other ancestors, so I ask you to forgive them and me and put this on, put these sins under the blood of Yeshua Mashiach, and I cancel and revoke and renounce and denounce with the blood of Yeshua any covenants of soul ties, um, any vows, promises, any contracts, anything written in blood. Signed by me, signed by a clone or holograph or parts, altars, anything that it could have been, and the blood writes out the handwriting on the wall, so it wipes it out for me and my ancestors. And, and any legal bounds, legal rights, legal holes that the enemy may have on me, I loose them and cut them with your sword of fire right now. The sword that cuts through bone mouths and sacks. And I cancel these things out right now with the blood of Yeshua and put them under the feet of Yeshua, perpetually seal the blood of Yeshua. I condemn them, disallow them, and send them back to the, to, to, to the pit of hell where they belong. And Yeshua's name seal with the blood of Yeshua. And Father, please do not let anything hinder my liberation this evening from, from, what am I, from what I'm getting from your servant. Please let it bless me. Please let it help me. Please let it help my destiny. Please let it help... My my children, my bloodline. Let it let it be the beginning of my family's help as well as mine in Yeshua's name. So now your spirit has to be strong, right? Um, you have to basically like in your mind talk to Yeshua and the Holy Spirit as I'm talking, and ask them to escort you, or you could you could say, Father, in the name of Yeshua. Either you, the Holy Spirit, or Yeshua, or my, my angels who are watching over me, my heavenly hosts, whoever you choose, you know, close your eyes when you're talking, whoever you choose to lead me to my star, show me my star. Show me who's sitting on it or who's reigning in it. If it's locked away, if it's sealed away, if it's tattered, if it's hollowed out, if it's black. If it's defiled, if it's dirty, whatever it is, show it to me. And then you, and then then you, you know, you just if you don't if you don't know what you're seeing, then just ask your spirit man to talk to God and say, God, what are you showing me about my star? What is it that I need to know? And write it down. I hope you have a piece of paper with you and a pencil or a pen. If you don't, you better hurry up and get one. And write and write it down. What your spirit man or spirit woman is showing you about your star. That way you can go over this later with God. Now, at this point in time, most of y'all listening to me, your stars probably need to be clean anyway. I don't know if you ever heard this kind of teaching or not. You couldn't. You know, because I know I'm not the only one out there that's got this kind of info that the Lord gives you or leads you to. But for the most part, most of you may have dirty stars. And don't know it. You may have an entity sitting on your star, like I said earlier. Your star may be dimmed. It may be have dead spots in it. It may be veiled or sealed off, like I said earlier. It may be tethered, like I said, said earlier, to the earth in ungodly ways. Um, you may have a star that's been programmed by the occult, groups of witches, Satanists, Lucifer, Satan himself, anybody. Incubus, succubus, king, archie, demons, whatever's ruling in your bloodline over you. The star may have 
have your star may have other issues unknown to me. Because I, I don't know everything. Now the blood of Yeshua Jesus, the living water of the Ruach, the oil of the anointing of the Father Yahweh of our Elohim, and even the bread of life that comes from our forefather Abraham, Isaac and Joseph can be ministered to your stars, as well as the power of God, the fire of God, the light of God, and the healing palm believe of the Holy Spirit. So in the name of Yeshua Mashiach, repeat this after me. I use the blood of Yeshua Jesus that has paid the debt for me in anything. And it also covers the debt that cleanses my scar, which is the blood of Yeshua. The living water of the Ruach Adish Holy Spirit also reigns through my star and over my star and washes out all the rust and poison and filthiness that could be in it from something else sitting in it. In Yeshua's name. The mighty oil of the God of Elijah, Yahweh, Tessavah, Elohim, oil flows through me and through my star and in my star to anoint my star, to redeem my star. In Yeshua's name. And also the bread of life from my forefather, Isaac, for my fourth son, Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph, which is the bread of life. Even the crumbs of the bread is for the children of Abraham. I minister all of this to my star right now. I speak this all right now. I speak as well the power of God, Yahweh, Tessavah, Elohim, his fire, his light, and his galib, palm healing oil, the rock. I speak to my star right now through my spirit. I speak this through my spirit as well. And through my soul and body and heart and mind in Yeshua's name. Now, cleaning the stars of entities that are lording over your star. The approach is to engage with the heavenly cosmetic records detailing the records of, of your crimes and to plunder the stuff of soul parts such as their crowns, their scepters, their garments, and their thrones. Once the soul parts are delivered and the testimony of the soul parts are collected, collected, issuing burial punishments will knock these entities right off of the stars, your stars. Now, I got a prayer that I'm going to say. It's kind of long, <laughs> so you got to say it, you know what I'm saying, um, that can help you do this, all right? Um, but like I said, if your spirit is not strong, even though I had you praying, if your spirit is not strong, it'll do a little something for you, but it ain't going to do for you 100% what it's supposed to be. So I hope your spirit is strong. You know, I hope ain't nobody smoking, smoking weed. I hope nobody ain't fornicating. I hope nobody ain't shacking up, you know, committing adultery. You're lying, cheating, you know, because all of these things will stop you. You know, you repent it is true, but but that means your spirit is not strong. So your spirit got to be strong because I asked God. I was like, God, you sure you want me to teach these people this? But I don't know the, the, the shape of their spirit. Only you know that. <laughs> and he told me, go ahead and do it. All right, so, Daddy, you told me to do this prayer for them. So I ain't responsible, Daddy, <laughs> if it don't work out for them the way it's supposed to because you told me to do this prayer. So I'm covered with the blood of Yeshua, and ain't nobody blood on my hands. You told me what to do, and she was there. So say this, Father, and if you want to record me saying this on your phone, because if you feel, you know, even though you're saying it, you feel you might not be totally strong right now, and you want to get yourself together in a week or two, and you want to come back and say it again, go right ahead. And I have a book that's going to be coming out. I'm almost finished with it. I had to go over, go over my other book. Um, what is it called? Um, God's Truth in Time Revealed. That's on Barnes & Noble's because uh, a friend of mine, <laughs> I gave my friend a draft book, and she was like, Basel, 
you got like 12 mistakes in it. And and she knows I use um, something like a spell check, you know, because you should use the spell check as a writer anyway. And she's like, I know you wanted to say this, but that spell check says I am. So it had like 12. And then when I looked at the, the, the manuscript, it had about 18 mistakes. So I had to go all over again, take the book down, and now it won't be for sale again for for three days, but there's a few of you who are getting that book, so if you come across those 18 mistakes, please don't talk about me. Please do not talk about me <laughs> because I already put your books in the envelope and they're going to be mailed out. So um, that, so I would have been finished with the other book today, but I have to go back to that. So I'll be probably finished with the other book by Monday or Tuesday, but in that book is also going to be a prayer. With that chapter, it's going to have like 18 or 20 pages of teaching on the start that I'm not even teaching here. And it's going to have another prayer in there. So if you don't want to record this prayer on your phone or you can't, then that's fine because it's going to be a prayer in that book that's just as powerful, okay? Um, I mixed some of this prayer in with that other prayer, okay? Um, so because I could not put this full prayer in that book because everybody that gets that book, spirit ain't going to be strong enough. And when you say these kind of prayers, your spirit has to be strong because it can help you and it can hurt you. I'm putting a warning out there. It can help you and it can hurt you. So I said, God, I can't put this kind of prayer in there. So, you know, I have to mix it up. So now here we go. Father, we come to you covered in the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and uh, you ordained ordained this day and this teaching, and I think that the angels that are around us protecting us, the heavenly hosts and the ministering angels and the bloody Yeshua and the fire of the spirit and the molten electronic dome in Yeshua's name and the, uh, the technology angels that are good with deciphering and destroying technology that the enemy uses to position around us to strike or to prevent in Yeshua's name. And I pray that uh, everyone who says this prayer, they will get help. I pray that their spirits are strong in Yeshua's name. And if whoever records this um, prayer while I'm saying it, you know, you could do it again in a week or two, okay? Because um, the only people who get in the access code to hear this again is the people who did, who did not hear it. And I'm not sending recordings to nobody but two people, and they're overseas, okay? So you can either record this little prayer right now, or you could buy my book when it comes out. It's probably going to be on Barnes & Noble. So now... um. Father, in the name of Yeshua Jesus, I come before you in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Yehoshua, the Messiah. Uh, You guys got to say this with me. I'm going to try and talk slow. I can't help it. I talk fast. I'm from Jersey. I've tried to ask God to slow me down. It just ain't working. So I'm going to try and talk as slow as possible. So now, you say this with me. I'm not saying this for you. I'm saying it so that you can say it. Now, identify the coordinates of this person. Say your names. You know, say this prayer out loud. Don't say it quietly. Um, identify the coordinates of this person's star. I'm just going to put myself there, Raza Solomon. I did this prayer already, but anyway, I put my star up there. Raza Solomon's star. And the entity lording over it, overtaking these things with my archie. Your archie is your guardian angels that are watching over you. I call, say, I call my archie, which is my guardian angels, charged with the names. Hold on. Sorry, y'all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Charged with the names of God, Yahweh Jarrah, Yahweh Rapha, Yahweh Shamua, 
Yahweh Shamu, Yahweh Nisi, Yahweh Taku, Yahweh Makadish, Yahweh Rafa, Yahweh Shalom, Yahweh Gabar, Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh Sabbat, Yahweh Asu, Yahweh Hossein, Yahweh Kwana, Yahweh Chalu, Yahweh Makama, Yahweh El Shaddat, Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh Elo, Yahweh El Roy, and Yeshua HaMashiach. I furthermore interact my archi, my archangel, with the seven spirits of God, Yahweh Tesavar Elohim. The spirit of the Lord, wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. In Yeshua's name, I invite the living letters into my archi in order to vibrate in accordance with their residence frequencies, bringing heaven and earth into alignment. In Yeshua's name. I establish I, Rosalind Solomon Star, say your own name, as a power core supercharging my archi through alignment and interface. I call for the heavenly cosmic records to be pulled up and for the records of injustice performed by the evil entities lording over my star to be extracted and detailed in Yeshua's name. I furthermore declare that upon the reading of these injustices, Every gate barrier, frequency, equation, cloaking device, force field, scarce geometry, DNA matrix formula, or defensive protocol that would otherwise guard or protect human fragment spirits sold or body held by the entity in me, Rosalind Solomon, say your name or in my breastplate, clothing, my crown, my scepter, my throne, or anything else under this jurisdiction, are collapsed and moved out of the way in Yeshua's name. It is written that he whom the Lord has set free is free indeed, and that Yahushua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, came to open the prison door to those who are bound in Yeshua's name. I speak that all human parts are collected to the third heavenlies, places for processing, and that their testimonies of injustice are presented before the courts of heaven and weighed in the scales of justice in Yeshua's name. On the basis of the witness against the evil entities, I volley against its weapons of warfare. I release lightning, hailstones, tsunamis of living water, the east winds of judgment, the plagues, confusion, fear of the day, and fear of the night. And I also release the hiss of the Lord, which is powerful. That brings the bees and the flies and the ravens and the beasts and the broom of destruction. Threshing the sledge, the war horses of heaven, and chariots of fire in Yahushua name. I declare that the entity and its underlinings are dislodged and that their power over my star, 
I, Rosalind Starr, and over all of the hijacked stars who are listening to me in Yeshua's name, is now being taken away by force as judgment is rendered in Yahushua, King Jesus Christ and Nazareth's name. I speak that its scepter, crown, throne, and other elements of influence and lordship are shattered by the power of the blood of Yahushua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ and Nazareth. And I call and set I, Ross, and Solomon's star free. And you say that about your star. And I furthermore move to identify the cords plugging my star into evil agendas, facilities, strongholds, laboratories, and rims in the heavens and on the earth in Yeshua's name. I call the cords, take your right hand and go uh, uh, to the left and to the right of your head. I call the cords and cut and sever along with all of their backup programs to infinity and perpetually in Yeshua's name and in the powering up of evil agendas with my eyebrows of Solomon's star. I furthermore call for the rivers of living water flowing from the throne of God to run through this star, my star, Rosa Solomon, in order to cleanse it, redeem it, and restore it to its first estate that Yahweh tests by Elohim made it to be for this life, or whatever he made it to be for in Yeshua's name. I also call for the bread of life, which is of the forefathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Joseph, to be delivered and ministered to I, Ross, and Solomon's star, say your name, and that it would be baptized in the fire of Yahushua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ, and Nazareth. I thank you, Father Yahweh, Tessavah Elohim. I thank you, Mother Ruha Kaddish, Holy Spirit, the Jewel of God. And I thank you, Yeshua HaMashiach, for setting I, Ross, and Solomon free. Amen. So I hope you guys included your name in this. So now give God praise before we go on. Father, I give you praise for, um, I know you set my star free already, but I give you praise again. And I give you praise for working with my family and my children grandbaby star. And I thank you for setting uh, whoever spirit was strong enough to receive that uh, star freedom. If not, they will in the future. In Yeshua's name, I give you glory. And the enemy cannot retaliate or do anything. If he does, it will be going on shaven. It will not touch us. It will go straight back to him, a billion fold. In Yeshua's name, and these prayers are set in stone, sealed with the blood of Yeshua, and assured because you told me to teach this in Yeshua's name. Now, after your star has been cleaned, which it should have been, and ungodly tethers are broken off of it, and ungodly entities or programs are removed, the spirit can occupy the star. So I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to speak to your spirit man or your spirit woman in the name of Yahushua Mashiach. You say to your spirit man, just listen to me and say, um, I speak to my spirit man. I, Rosa Solomon, speak to my spirit man. And I know that you are sitting in my star, and I know you are occupying it. And I say unto you that we will occupy the star for the rest of our lives on this earth until infinity in Yeshua Jesus' name. And we will no longer let anybody else sit in our star again. We will not allow our star to be sealed off, nailed off, hollowed, blackened, broken, defiled, dirty. We will not allow these things anymore because it has been cleaned with the living water, the blood of Yeshua, and the fire and the oil of Father God in Yeshua's name. So I say unto my spirit that you are the ruling one in the star. 
You are the ruling one. All that is meant for me to have in that star, I shall have. That Father has ordained for me to have. And you as my spirit, you rule over the flesh. So therefore you will rule my star and you will rule my inheritance for it will be beneficial for the both of us. It will be peaceful, joy, and happiness for the both of us. Sealed and invoked in the blood issue of Jesus. And I cover my spirit, my soul, my heart, my mind, and my body with the blood of Yeshua Mashiach. I cover my star inward and out with the blood of Yeshua Mashiach. And I cover the rim that my star and I sit in with the blood of Yeshua Mashiach forever, perpetually to infinity in Yeshua's name. So that's what you're supposed to say to your star. So there may be some type of period of, re- of re- reunion that the spirit and the star engages in. They may actually hug each other or talk to each other. For real, your stars talk. Yeah, your stars are spirits too, and they talk. <laughs> and they engage with your spirit man. That's how it's supposed to be. Your star is supposed to wor- work with your spirit man. And you could tell if your star is working with your spirit man because your life changes. You, you People start getting attracted to you for who you are in God, you know. They see you in a different light. You improve in all all types of arenas of your life. Things that were dead come alive, you know. Things that you try to do in the past fail. You try to do them again, they'll be successful. Because your star is clean, and there's nothing blocking it, and it's communicating with your spirit. It has to communicate with the spirit. And the only way it's going to communicate with the spirit is the spirit is the one that's in the lead. If your soul is in the lead or the flesh, it's not going to communicate. So pray, Father, in the name of Yeshua Jesus, that my spirit will always be in the lead and that my soul and my flesh will be submissive and obedient to you and to my spirit so that I, my spirit, may always communicate with my star. And that I may receive everything that you place and genetically coded in my star. If you want to, Father, show me what you put in my star so I know what to look forward to. Show me where I'm weak that could prevent my spirit from communicating with my star, my star communicating with my spirit. Show me these things, Father, because you made the star for me, and it carries my inheritance, and it carries my destiny, and it carries my genetic DNA and genetic codes of my life. So I would think I have every right to know these things or whatever you want me to know. So I ask you to have mercy and open my eyes and my heart and mind, soul, and spirit to conceive and comprehend and understand. In Yeshua's name, sealed in the blood of Yeshua. So now, the particles of your star can be blown out across the cosmos in order to expand the kingdom of God. So all stars have particles, right? Whereas in the past, your star was being held back, so particles could not be released. But now that you said that prayer, and if you was living right and you're, you're strong, then you're going to see some differences in your life, right? So God can take his breath and blow your particles of your star across the cosmos. And as far as your particles go, that's how, that's how far your kingdom is going to be expanded on the earth for him. The control of the star can be discovered and made by the spirit. If the spirit doesn't remember how to drive the star, they will need the instructions. So say this, Father, in the name of Yeshua Jesus, I ask you to allow my, my archie, my archangels, my heavenly hosts, my angels to teach my spirit men how to drive my star because my spirit man may now have never driven my star because I don't know how long my star has been in bondage. Put your phone on mute, please. 
phones on mute. And Father, ask, Father, show my spirit man how to drive my star. Show my spirit man how to fit into the driver's seat and stay in the driver's seat, sealed to infinity, to perpetually seal the blood of Yeshua. Now, there will be doors, door, a door in the star that goes to the other side. When stepping through this door, people will experience different things, like I told you earlier. This is how you're going to know your spirit has stepped through this door, through your star, and that your spirit is communicating with your star, and that your star is driving it, and that your star is, is, is over your flesh and your soul. Because you'll start seeing things happening in your life, whereas things were dead before, not no more. <laughs> so you'll have evidence of this. Now, um, the stars of a person, ancestors, and future generation can be accessed through the star and even cleansed. So now you can say this, Father, in the name of you, Jesus, now that I've said these things and you are helping my spirit to be better and stronger and cleaning up my star, getting my star back to how it was and redeeming it, I now also know that my future generation and my ancestors' stars can be clean because our ancestors' stars affect our stars now because their sins and the things that they did are connected to us. So we all said, so say these prayers with me. So we all said ancestral prayers and stuff like that, Father, before we even prayed this. So I ask you to clean up anything connected to our ancestors' stars. And so that not just me, but so that my my children and grandbaby and family members who are alive and any future generations that may come can also be accessed through the stars and even cleansed. So I thank you, Father, for this open door through me that my children, grandchildren, your spouse, future spouse, family members, that they can also have access through me to be delivered and liberated and to get to their stars and have their stars cleaned as well because you are a merciful father in Yeshua's name. And the enemy can't stop it in Yeshua's name. So with the blood of Yeshua. Now, the star can be plugged into the kingdom of God, advancing agendas and assignments relative, relative to our lives, including our business or ministry exploits. So um, if, you have a, if you're in ministry, you have problems, you got a business, you have problems, you got a job, you have problems, or you can't get a job, or you went to school, you educated, whatever, and you can't get a job in that field. You, you will, if if this worked for you and your spirit is strong, you'll start being advanced on this earth. You'll get a better job, or you'll get promoted on a job, or your problems will stop on your job, or your business will start taking off, or your ministry will slowly start exploding. You know, whatever it is you're doing in life, um, if you if you engage to the wrong person, dating the wrong person, they'll be removed and the right one will be put there. If you married the wrong person, God will try and fix it and get that person saved, you know. But if he can't because he can't force them, then, you know, whatever he do, he do. But this these things will open up for you, you know. But you have to be totally strong and clean. You can't have no sin. That's why I had y'all repent. You know, and and even if you did repent, you 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 still doing stuff on the down low. You know, you you, you women still wearing makeup and lipstick and fake hair. You know, and dyeing your hair, perming your hair, dressing sexy. You know what I'm saying, shacking up with dudes, shacking up with women, whatever it is you're doing, this is not going to have any effect for you whatsoever. All it's going to do is hurt you more. That's why I said you better be clean, and you better have had your spirit strong. Because this prayer can hurt you. 
nobody telling you to put your phone on mute. Don't nobody want to hear you blow your snotty nose. Put your phone on mute, and I'm not going to say it again. I'm I'm telling you something extremely pertinent to your life, and you can't even put your phone on mute like I asked you, and you think God going to bless you. This is what I'm talking about. You can't even put your phone on mute. How is God going to clean your starving? You can't even obey his servant and be respectable to his other servants. Now, the star can be interfaced with the morning star. Those of you who truly got deliverance, and I'm saying it, that's right, I said it, because I bet you everybody didn't. Those of you who got true deliverance, your star can be interfaced with the morning star. Who's the morning star? Yeshua. So if your star is interfaced with his star, Ooh, your life is really going to be great. <laughs> now, the star can also be merged with the stars of other believers. So, like, you, you're in ministry or you work in ministry, you know, you got this church you frequent, you know what I'm saying, and the ones who are truly got the heart of God, really right with, you know, really right with God, the few, because there's very few people, I'm going to tell you, there's millions of churches on this earth, and I could tell you in every church there's probably only one or two or three, if that, Has a good start Because on average Only 50 to 100 people in a year Make it to God Sometimes 10 or 15 Read my book on, on Barnes and Nobles uh, The uh, Kingdom of Darkness The Antichrist it, it, Sometimes 5 people Sometimes nobody makes it Into heaven in a year So if only 50 to 100 people Out of billions of people Only making it into heaven That tells you It might not even be one person In some churches That know about their star so if there's stars, uh, other believers around you where their stars clean, God is going to merge you with them, meaning you're going to meet them. He's going to put you in their lives. You two are going to benefit each other in ministry somehow or in the kingdom of God and in each other's lives. The star can shoot off solar flares that act like an imp to the enemy's technology. <laughs> so if your star is strong and your, your spirit is strong, your spirit man is driving or spirit woman is driving that star, Man, that's why I wrote that prayer book, Technology, and all the and all the people who paid the extra twenty bucks. I'm milling out your books um, between Monday and Friday. <laughs> so if I mill them out Monday, you'll get them Saturday. If I mill them out Friday, you will probably get them the following Thursday or Friday because I'm milling regular mail. Um, so it's called what is that book called? Quantum. Hold on. It's called Quant. Changing the Quantum Matrix Prayer Book. So. These are technology prayers, and these are these are in that book. They're prayers to preempt the technology that the enemy does against you. So it's a very good book. So right now, I'm not giving it away no more with the uh, class. It's twenty eight dollars to send it to you because I have to pay for shipping and the tax and the fee myself, and I have to recoup that back. So um, if you want it, you just go to my PayPal. Let me know. Okay. So anyway. So um, when your star is strong, it shoots off flares, and it prevents the enemy from sending, um, like, arrows and all kinds of technology, crazy stuff to you, mind control, excuse me, um, chips, programming you, whatever the case is, right, watching you, recording you, you know, you can't do that no more. Now, the star can hyper-focus radiation and shoot it at the enemy like a weapon. Wow, your star is, I'm telling you, our stars are dangerous in a good way, <laughs> Now, um, the more kingdom agenda a star powers, the brighter it shines. 
You can encourage your spirit man or spirit woman to plug the star into 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 your assignments. It's called the components of 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 your of your metrons m e t r o n in the heavens and in earth. So say this with me right now, Father, in the name of Yahushua Hamashiach, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask my star in the name of Yeshua to please plug. I mean, ask my spirit to please plug into my star, into the components of their matrons in the heavens and in the earth. Plug into it. Mesh into it. Infuse in it. Embed in it to infinity and perpetually in Yeshua's name. Seal with the blood of Yeshua. Your star has its own conscience. They can talk. To your spirit and in turn talk to you Because your spirit man talks to you too Sometimes the voices we hear Like I told you is, is God, it could be the Holy Spirit It could be Yeshua, it could be Lucifer Satan himself, demons But your spirit man also talks to you But when your spirit man talks to you It comes to you like a soft, still voice And that's God Because God talks to us through the spirit It's the only way he communicates with a person Is through the spirit Although he talks to you, some people in their heart he, some people can hear him audibly. Some people can hear him thinking. It's all through the spirit because that's how God deals with you through the spirit because God is spirit. It's from spirit to spirit. Even in the Third Testament Bible, God says he's in this, in this era, he's only communicating with us through the spirit. So your spirit got to get right. A lot of people are like, I can't hear from God. Your spirit got to get right. You know, everybody's not going to hear God audibly. You can hear him in your heart or through visions, dreams, you know, um, Reading the word, sending somebody to you. Everybody's not going to hear God audibly. You know, if you sit down and be quiet sometime, you know, when you go and pray, instead of asking Daddy for everything in the world, <laughs> you know, after you finish praying for people and stuff like that, just sit there for 30 minutes, 20 minutes and be quiet and just be like, Father, Holy Spirit, Yeshua, do you want to tell me anything? Is there anything I need to know? Can you show me where I'm weak? Can you show me where my spirit man Needs to get stronger. Can you show me where the enemies attack me at? Can you show me where demons are in me or around me? Uh, you know, be quiet. And and just don't do it that one night. Continuously do it. Every night. Take 15, 20 minutes after you finish praying, reading your word, whatever it is you're doing. Just, just be like, Daddy, is there anything you want to tell me? You know, like, you know, the first couple of nights you're going to be asking them questions. And then after you do that, you just be quiet. He may answer, he may not. He may let you keep, he may let you, daddy funny, he may let you, he may let you keep doing it for months, <laughs> I mean months, before he even say anything to you, just to see how faithful you are. Because after one or two weeks, people will give up. You got to stay, you got to be patient with God, because God is patient with us. So we have to extend the same thing to him. So if a month or two or three or four go by, and you sitting there 15, 20 minutes after, after reading the word and praying, and he ain't talked to you, don't give up. Because the moment you give up is the very day he'll, he'll, he, he was ready to communicate with you. So if you got to sit there for a year before you hear him, do it. He's worth it. He's worth the wait. <laughs> now, Stars have their own capacity to praise God. They can be encouraged to do so. So pray, Father, in the name of Yeshua, Jesus. Just as my spirit man or spirit woman and I praise you, I give the captivity of praise to my star to praise you from now on. And Yeshua's name, seal with the blood of Yeshua. I want my star to praise you constantly. 
in Yeshua's name. Even when I'm not praising you, I want my star to praise you in Yeshua's name. Stars have their own names and can be asked what their name is. But you got to be on a serious level for your star to communicate with your spirit so you can find out what your star name is. So you just pray this, Father, in the name of Yeshua Jesus, whatever level I am on, if I'm not on the highest level yet to be able to hear my star's name, help me to get to my star's name. Like, I know my star name. The father gave me the name of my star back in 2013, and I didn't know that's what he was giving to me. He gave me, he had already changed my last name, and then he gave me another name in a dream. And I was like, don't tell me you want me to change my first name too. <laughs> and he kept telling me no. And he was like, that's just the name I've given you. I said, so are you saying that's my mystery name? And he said, this is the name that I've given you. And he said it was connected to my star. And I didn't understand it. So when I started teaching about stars really good the past two years, then I realized that that was my star name. So he, I know what it is. He told me before I even knew knew all of this stuff. Now, he chose to do that, you know. But if he never told you what your star name is, then you have to ask him to get you to the level where you are so that you can hear your star's name, so that it can be uh, exploded. Ex- I'm exploded. It, it, it can be exposed onto you. Your star's name You know just be like Father can you please let me know my star name When you are willing to let me know that In Yeshua's name Now and when you find out Don't be going running around telling everybody Oh my star is this my star name is that Keep it to yourself It's not for you to tell people Now the stars of our ancestors Which is some of us (laughs) Okay and others And future generation can be ministered to Through a person's star Thus accelerating the redemption of that person's bloodline so say this, Father, in the name of Yeshua Jesus, I use my star as an entrance point for my ancestors' star and my future generation star so that my bloodline right now, Generation Lynch Foundation, children, grandbaby, husband, wife, whatever, can be can, so that exhilaration of their redemption can be exhilarated. Let redemption be exhilarated in my bloodline because of me, Father. You rose me up. I'm the third or fourth generation. You rose me up. You chose to rose me up. So that means that when you crafted me in your secret place, I was already a chosen one zillions of years ago to do just what I'm doing today. No matter how many lives I've lived, I was destined to do what I'm doing today. So I give you glory and praise that you are going to use me and the deliverance that I just got today to exhilarate and amplify the redemption of my children, grandchildren, husband, wife, family members, bloodline, lineage, foundation, and generation. Cleaned with the blood issue and the living water of the Holy Spirit and your fiery anointing oil that you ordained from the heavens long ago in Shu's name. Now, the stars of our ancestors and future generation can be pulled up in our star. A conveyor belt can be established that magnetizes the stars of our ancestors and future generations to it. This conveyor belt can be used to force the stars to go through a box that is the light of Yeshua Jesus. This box can be filled with the blood of Yeshua Jesus, the living water of Mami Ru, and the oil of anointing of Father Yahweh. When the star comes out on the other side of the box, they will, the, your star will be shimmering. Brilliant. The stars can then be reprogrammed to advance the agenda of the kingdom of God and be restored to their first estate. 
Now, this works best when your shoe is present on the other side of the light of the box to receive the star if they go through. So you have to be serious with this prayer. If your heart is not right, he's not going to be on the other end. It'll be a star. So if you need to repent one more time for disobedience, not honoring me, when I tell you to put your phone on mute, or whatever it is, you need to do it. Because y'all don't play with sin. He died for sin, but he don't play with it. So say this prayer. Father, in the name of sure Jesus, whatever stars of any ancestors in my future generation that you want me to that you want to be pulled up in my star, I agree with you, Father, in Yahushua Jesus' name, and I allow you to do that. In, in the name of Yeshua, the blood of Yeshua. And I and I allow this to go through the conveyor belt so that it can be established and magnetized of my ancestors and future generations. And I pray that this conveyor belt can be used to force those stars to go, and my star to go through a box that is the light of Yahushua, Jesus Christ. And that it be filled with the blood of Yeshua in the box, and the living water and the oil of you, Father, on my star and my ancestor star and my future generation star, my children, grandbaby, and family members, bloodline generation and foundation with the blood of Yeshua. And I pray that when the when our stars comes out on the other side of the box, we will be shimmering and brilliant in Yeshua's name. And that our stars, our family and our stars can be reprogrammed to advance the agenda of your kingdom, Father Yahweh, testify Elohim. And that my star and my family star can be restored to our first estate in Yeshua's name. And I pray and I and I ask that our Messiah, Yahushua HaMashiach, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, is present on the other side of the light box right now to receive me and my family star as we go through it. Sealed with the blood issue perpetually to affinity. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Ruach, Holy Spirit, and Mother Holy Spirit, and I thank you, Yeshua Mashiach, the Messiah, the Master, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Ruler of Rulers. He is the Emperor's Son. He is the Emperor Himself. He is the Emperor's Emperor's uh, Son, and He is the Emperor Himself. He is the King of King. He is the King of a King. He is the King of a Queen, and He is the King of a Queen of Queens, which is the Ruach Adish, in Yeshua's name. And I give you glory and honor for your deliverance this day for me and my family and for others who are on this phone. And for those of you who for, and for those of you who may not receive this deliverance tonight because they were not ready, Father, I pray that they will be ready in the future in Yeshua's name. And I seal this prayer perpetually with the blood of Yeshua to infinity, and it will not be interrupted, taken away, nor swiped away, or stopped or blocked in Yeshua's name. And I'm, I want you all to pray this with me. Father, I ask you to uh, camouflage my star or prevent Satan from seeing my star and my family star, my ancestor star, my future generation star, so that he cannot read it anymore. Not just him, his principalities, his hierarchies, and anything in his kingdom, and any demons we could be dealing with that we don't know we're dealing with or some people know they're dealing with. I ask you to block their eyes to prevent them from reading our star and to camouflage our star so cannot, so nobody can see it but you, Yeshua, the Holy Spirit, our, our hierarchies, angels, and uh, heavenly hosts, and our spirit men, and ourselves, anyone else that you deem to see it, Father, in Yeshua's name. And I bless your name, Father Yahweh. Bless your name, Mommy Rakadish, the jewel of, jewel of God. And I bless you, Yeshua HaMashiach, for your deliverance this day. And I still bless you. And I love you all to Xfinity in Yeshua's name. All right, so now that is the end of that. Hold on. (sighs) 
All right, so I'm going to teach you about a little bit of rims and dimensions to like 8.15, 8.30, then I'll do 40 minutes of prayer. Hold on. Scroll down. Uh. All right, now, um, what are rims? So now, when one grabs the subject of the rims, it opens a whole new way of thinking about the spirit world and how to interface with the spirit world. Rims are found all throughout the Bible as well as in creation. However, some people may not see it this way. The beginning with the word rim is as is used in the Bible. We'll open up the concepts and then expand it further and further until we arrive at a place that the whole of the creation can be viewed as interfacing rims. Now, Second Chronicles, write this down so you can go see it yourself. So the rim of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest uh, round about. Second Chronicles uh, 20, verses 30. I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of, of his priests and Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem, go with thee. That's Ezra 7, um, 13. One second. Just take a drink of water. Okay, and, uh, and then, um, then, then this Daniel was preferred above the president. And princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Daniel six three. So this is how you know Daniel's star was on point. <laughs> he got rose up. He was like the same command too, like Joseph, right? So this is how you know his star was on point. And King David got the throne because God ordained him to get the throne. But technically, his older brother should got the throne, right? But King David got it because. Because God ordained him to be But his star was right His star was right Everybody in the Bible who got raised up Even Solomon before he fell His star was right Even Samuel before he fell and killed himself His star was right Now these bad kings These wicked kings like the Ramses and stuff Those are Satan kids Every king that ever ruled in the Bible Satan was in him Every last one of them, every president that has ruled, I don't care what nobody say about Trump. God told me t- told me from the door, Trump was not in him, but he was going to work on him because he was human. And he was going to work on him and try to sway him to do things to delay his his uh, rap that, that God is, you know, is now enacting, but to delay the war and stuff, because if Hillary would have got in there, it would have been a war. But even Donald Trump is a Knights Templar. No president can sit, no man can sit in that White House unless they're a Masons or a Knights Templar, or they've gone through tons of rituals, okay, and dedicate something to Satan. I'm put just like that. I don't care what Christian get mad at me. You know, Christians is the first ones to be fooled. They're the first one to believe anything. If you even mention, oh, I'm a Christian, they believe you without even checking you out, without even checking your fruit. Now, the word rim comes from the Hebrew word uh, mahawah. It means royalty, and it means royal power, reign, kingdom, and dominion. That's what the word rim means. A rim can be understood as a government, 
like this governmental system we have on this planet. That's the rim of Babylon. These systems we have on our earth are spiritual systems, although they're random, um, although they're random material aspects in the matrix simulation that we're in, they're still spiritual. So all the kingdoms of the earth are under the Babylonian spirit. So they're Babylonian rims because they're in the rim of the Babylonian spirit. They're in the domain and reign of the Babylonian spirit. Who runs the Babylonian empire? Lucifer, Satan. So a rim can be understood as a territory. A rim can be understood as a kingdom. That's what you call the rims on the earth. Like you got these kingdoms in Saudi Arabia, uh, different places like that. We got President Trump here, whatever. That's a rim. The White House is a rim, but it's an earthly rim. Your house is a rim. You live in an apartment, it's a rim. Where you work, it's a rim. It's an earthly rim. Your business is a rim. Even your car you're driving is a rim. Anything that is solace in this simulated world is an individual rim. How you think Satan can cause car accidents in the car? Because the car is in your rim. The term rim is an umbrella term that will be used throughout this entire teaching I'm going to teach you and is used throughout this entire entire, entire Bible. Now, <clears throat> to refer to many different things, but always connecting them back to the subject of government, kingdom, and territory. The kingdom of God, Yahweh, is the rim in which God is king only. Now, God even has his own rim. <clears throat> it says he sits in the highest seat to the north. It is the highest of the highest. It is above the stars. Okay, so that's the highest you could go. It's in the north. It talks about it in the Bible. That's his own realm. You can only make it up there to his bosom once you totally get right and have no blemishes. Right? So only once we begin to understand realms can we truly get a grasp, um, you know, of um, on the kingdom of God, Elohim, and why he has established a government. God has a government. Why do you think Satan has a Babylonian government? You think he just thought it out of his head? No. He copies everything God does. God has a government. I'm going to tell you something else shocking. I may not say this outside of this right now, because <laughs> y'all know, for, for, for those of you who've been in my other classes, I've told you secrets that I've never mentioned in public. For those of you, like I know Pat, I know Brother Daniel, I believe Andrew might have heard me say some things, because Andrew's been following me for a minute. Um, Brother Daryl, I know he on here. And uh, I think Sister Karen, you know, I can't remember. It might be eight of y'all on here, but follow me for years. Know that I've said secret things on these things, so I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> and when God told me this, I was like, Daddy, nobody's going to believe that one. <laughs> I always say that to him. When he, when he told me about reincarnation two and a half years ago, I was like, Daddy, nobody's going to believe that one. <laughs> I did. So, so I said, Daddy, you really want me to tell people this? He said, you tell them as you are led to tell them. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to be busting any moves on uh, on uh, YouTube or Periscope or Facebook with this one for a minute because, like, I held on to reincarnation for a couple of months before I came out with it. Boy, did I get backlash. I knew I was going to get that. But anyway, when I, you know, when I had realized that he was going to put the 12 tribes back together, you know, in the millennium, and, you know, we're going to be marrying each other, you know, whoever God got set for us, right? And I was like, that's amazing. You know, I was talking to him, but I was like, Daddy, that's amazing. I said, I, I said, you already told me we we're gonna have, we we're gonna have soulmates, but 
but you didn't tell me they were going to be, uh, we were going to be married. He said, because you weren't ready for that, you weren't ready to comprehend that yet. So I was like, okay. So then I was like, I was like kind of happy about it. But then I started talking to God. I was like, wait a minute. I said, Papa, what about all the husbands that I had <laughs> in my past life? I had a lot of husbands. I thought I've been here a couple of times. All right, I was like, what about all my husbands that had past life? Who about my husband that passed away in, in this life? Who am I going to be married to? And then I, I thought about the person in the Bible that asked Yeshua that, and then they claimed Yeshua said, we, well, he didn't say we weren't going to be married. He just said we were going to be like the angels in the in the heavens, right? So I was like, so, so Daddy, who's going to be my husband? Because, I mean, it's, it's going to be quite a bit of them. They're going to be, like, fighting over me. Nah, I was married to her in 1820. Nah, dude, I had a 1999. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I'm laughing. I know Daddy looking at me like, this girl, right? So, so he said to me, he said, you're going to be married to the one you was married to before you left your former state. He said, didn't Adam, he said, wasn't Adam and Eve married? I said, yeah, but then when they fell and they got in the earthly room, Satan taught them how to get married, and then they came to you and you told them to get married because they had to because they wasn't in the spiritual realm anymore. They were in the earthly realm. And he told me, he said, that's correct. So then I said, wait a minute, hold up, stop the bus, daddy. <laughs> I did. I said it to him. I said, you mean to tell me that I had a husband before you sent me to the earth? He said, yes, you did. He said, everybody who was with me that I created was married before they came to the earth. I said, you know what, Daddy? And every time he tells me something, and it's truly, I said, Daddy, that makes perfect sense. I said, because Adam and Eve was married. You said it. They were married, and they were in the spiritual realm before they fell and came in the earthly realm. So we have spouses. That's who we're going to be married to, the one we was married to from the get-go. So it don't matter who he been married to if you're a female back in heaven or if you're a male back in heaven. Don't matter who your wifey been married to on this earth, how many times they've been transported here, whatever world they lived in, when it's all said and done in the tribe of Judah, you're going to marry the one that you were married to from the get-go. So we were married beings before we even came to this earth. And I said, God, that's why you keep saying you are the constitution of marriage. And if you read the Bible, he loves marriage. If you read the Bible, he loves marriage. He loves it. His kingdom is based on holy marriages. And I was shocked when he told me that. So I said, wow, so I got a husband somewhere. <laughs> so I said, he probably had him a lot of wives, too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, That's, I'm cool with that. It's all right. We could even we could even discuss it in heaven. So who are you married to? You know, <laughs> just just cracking up with God, right? And so I was like, ain't that a blip, daddy? I said, we got a spouse in heaven. Unbelievable. But then I was like, it makes perfect sense. So. The tribes of Judah, whoever God going to put us together with in the uh, millennium days, is who we was married to from the get-go. And I was like, and then after, you know, we were talking about, I was like, Daddy, nobody's going to. I just put my head down, just like I did with reincarnation. I said, I put my head down. I said, Daddy, no one's going to believe this. He said, you said that about reincarnation, but they believe it. He said, you said that about this. You said about that. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but every time I said it, I got attacked. I got attacked. And then he said, but eventually they saw you were telling the truth. I said, yeah, but still, who wants to go through that? So, you know, I'm just letting this secret out with you guys. When I feel 
I'm led to say it outside of this, I will. If you guys want to tell somebody else, to each his own. But I'm not saying it until the Holy Spirit leaves me to say it outside of this, because the Holy Spirit's leading me to say it now, because maybe you guys are mature enough to handle it. Most of you on here are anyway. In Yeshua's name, some of y'all got some issues, like we all do, but some have more than others. <laughs> okay, so listen, understanding heavenly places. I know a man... In 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 the Lord, um, maybe like 18 years ago, whether in the body I, I don't really know, or whether out of the body I really don't know, but God knows. Such a one was caught up into the third heaven, and whether he was in his body, out of his body, I really don't know. But he was caught up into paradise, and he heard expressible words, which which it is not lawful for a man to utter. And that's that's actually in Second Corinthians 12 verses 2 4. Now, um, the third heaven is the realm of paradise and God's kingdom. But God has seven heavens. But we only taught three, but he actually has seven. So we only taught about the earth. Then the second heaven, which is our sky, and above that is, is, between, is between our sky and the firmament is Satan's kingdom right in there. You got to understand something. God kicked him out of heaven, right? Although he still got some access to certain places like the courts and stuff, right? But he just can't be dropping up in there when he wants to. He has to be summoned by God. If you read the Bible, it tells you that God will summons him and send mighty strong angels to go and get his butt and bring him. He just can't come when he wants to. He come when God wants him to. Even when he wants to accuse somebody, he has to he has to like go through channels to get permission to come to God and accuse people, right? And so and then the third heaven is, is, is where God is, but there's seven heavens, seven levels. It could even be more, you know, and you got the 14 ways of ascension, you know, which I wrote a book about that called the 14 ways of ascension. Um, you could get it from me if you want it, but anyway. <laughs> so now, um, and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places and Yeshua Jesus. That's Ephesians 2.6. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord, Yeshua Jesus, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's Ephesians 1, 3. Now, the second heaven, which is our sky, right? The second heaven contains the regions of the spirit world beneath the third heaven and includes outer space and some of the dimensions beyond the three-dimensional world. So like I said, it's our sky. Then you got the, you know, the outer space, and, and, and somewhere within there and between the firmament is Satan's domain, and part of the firmament is his, his domain. Um, it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That's Ephesians 6.12. Now, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known, might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians three ten. And I, Daniel, and then and then Daniel, he, you know, he had these great visions, as we know. And uh, Barnabas had great visions. I think Hosea had great visions. Um, David had visions. You got um, Samuel the prophet, Jeremiah the prophet, Jonathan the prophet. They all had great visions, and 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 so forth in the Bible. You can read Daniel's ten verses seven to thirteen for that. Daniel's ten verses seven to thirteen for that. So now, the first heaven. The first heaven is everything physical under the atmosphere of the earth. 
And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life and fowl that may fly above the air in the open firmament of heaven. That's Genesis 1.20. Then the Lord says, I will consume man and beast, and I will consume the fowls of the heaven and the fishes of the sea and the stumbling blocks with the wicked, and yeah. I will cut. You know, oh, Lord, no, no. hold on. I got to put my phone on mute. Hold on. I just prayed about about whoever you are. God gonna deal with you. If and if you know what's best for you, you better put your phone on mute. That's why I said better. You better put your phone on mute and repent. But rather, you have come to Mount Zion, even to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the countless multitude of angels in festal gathering. And the church assembly of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven, and to God who is judge of all, and to the spirit of the righteousness, the redeemed in heaven, who have been made perfect. And to Yeshua Jesus, the mediator, he is the go-between of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out for vengeance. Hebrews 12, 2 and 23. So see, you have to get this people of God. Abel's blood went to the earth, right? But Abel's blood went to the earth because Abel was murdered. So Abel was the first one to be murdered in this earthly time. I mean, there were, we were on this earth before that time in a other dimensional way, right? Because every every set time is a new dimension of time, right? So you know, there were, I'm sure. It was murders in the other dimensions of times that we lived in. But in this dimension of time, because even though Adam and Eve been gone thousands of years now, we're still in the same dimension of time. So when Abel got murdered by his brother Cain, and his blood went in the earth, his blood cried out for vengeance. So because at that time God had recreated the earth, cleansed the earth, cleansed the dirt and everything else. And so when Abel's blood went into the earth, it defiled the earth because his blood went in there from being murdered. It went in there screaming vengeance. So it defiled the earth. So this is why when Yah died on the Calvary, his blood hit the earth first because his blood had to cover the, cover the blood of Abel's blood. Abel's blood, you might as well say, was evil blood because he was murdered. Yeshua's blood was righteous blood. Although they killed him, they killed him righteously. Abel was killed in in the most horrendous, evil way you could think of. But Yah was killed in a bad way too, but he was killed for a righteous reason. The Lord decided to allow Yeshua to be killed by the people for a righteous reason. So that made his blood righteous. So that's why his blood had to go in the crevices of the earth to wipe out Abel's blood. Because if he didn't wipe out Abel's blood, the earth could, the earth itself could never be blessed. It could never be blessed because the earth was cursed because blood went into the earth that God did not give a licensed covenant to do. You understand something? When someone dies, God makes a licensed covenant with Satan to allow that death. Everything is based on a covenant. 
When you marry somebody you're not supposed to marry, you just went against the license covenant of God because God did not give you a license covenant to marry that person to make that covenant in the first place. When you sleep with somebody, you're not married to them. You just went against the license covenant of God. He didn't give you a license to covenant to make yourself one with that person through fornication. So when you do these things and you go against the license covenant of God, Satan has every right to come for you. Every right, because Satan is the is the lawbreaker himself. So when you do things like that, you become a lawbreaker like him. This is why God said you are of your father. He told the Pharisees you are of your father. When you break laws, when you sin, you don't repent, you don't follow God's laws, you are a lawbreaker. You are a covenant breaker. You are expiring the license that God has deemed over you. So Satan has every right to come for you. And keep coming for you until you restore yourself to God, restore your covenant, and get your license back from God to be in covenant with whoever he wants you to be married to. Because when you sleep with somebody, you instantly become one. That man, every part of whatever comes out of him and goes in you as a woman, goes in your bones, goes in your blood, goes in your heart, goes in your spirit, and goes in your soul. This is why husband and wife start to look alike. When my husband was alive before he died, people started saying we looked alike. We look at Joe like, no, we don't. <laughs> but people just say we look alike. I was engaged to, like, two dudes back in the day. People used to tell me we look alike because you you sleeping together. His bone, his stuff is going in your bones and your blood, and your stuff is going in his bones and his blood. So of course you're gonna start looking like you start you start becoming alike. Five, ten years you marry, you just alike. I'm like, how did I become like him? What? How did I become like her? I think like her. You know, I, I like stuff like her. She'll say something. I'll finish the sentence. He'll say something. I'll finish it. We think alike. But that's because you become one. You and each other's bones. You and each other's blood. You need to have this organs, heart, soul, my body. So when you sleep with somebody, that's what happens. And you did not get a license covenant from God to do that. You are a lawbreaker. So Satan, every right to send an ink up and suck up this demon, because that's what he's going to send. When you drink, you're going against God. God says he's a drinker, a drunker. You drink, you're going against God. You're breaking covenants and you're breaking license that God gave you to be righteous, you're breaking them, and you're taking on the, the unrighteous covenant and the unrighteous license by being under Satan and making him your father. When you make Satan your father, you definitely going against the grain. You have replaced your father, your creator, with a liar. You're going to pay for that. <laughs> you're going to pay dearly. You're going to pay for that. Now, higher dimensions. In order to understand how dimensions work, Think about this. In our world, we can put a dot on a piece of paper. The dot is a zero-dimensional unit in theory. It has no dimensions. In reality, it is one blank length, which is a smaller unit of size found in three-dimensional spaces. However, you can put a large number of dots in a row and create a line. The line will have one measure, which is a length. Thus, it can be said that a line is one-dimensional unit. Now, consider the paper that is drawn on. The paper can contain the one-dimensional line because it has two dimensions, length and width. Length and width. The one-dimensional line is contained by the two-dimensional paper. Due to the fact that they exist on different dimensional planes, they can interact with each other over, or, uh, each other overlap, yet not correlated. Now, consider the two-dimensional paper with one-dimensional line. It's you hang this up in a three-dimensional room, both the paper and the line are contained by the higher dimension, which has length, width, and height, which is the room. 
Now, the line, the paper, and the room are all interacting with each other, overlapping, and yet not correlating. With each step, we are introducing a high dimension. This pattern continues into a fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, and so forth. It has much more difficult to create a word picture for how this works in high dimension. However, suffice it to say that the fourth dimension contains the third, the fifth dimension, the seventh and sixth uh, dimension. This is why activity occurring in a high dimension can easily be hidden from us because there are way more than three dimensions. But God is closer to us than we think. Now, only when two objects exist on the same dimensional plane do events like collisions become possible. For instance, if I try to draw two squares on the same piece of paper and I attempt to draw them in the same place, there will be a collision. The lines that are used to create one square will correlate with the lines used to create the other square. If I move up to the third dimension, I'll observe similar things. Let's say I want to put boxes in the exact same place on a desk. As I slide the two boxes together, they will make contact. While I will be able to stack the boxes, I will be unable to make them occupy the same exact place at the same time. The principle is the object that with the same number of dimensions can correlate. This principle remains the same when moving into the fourth dimension and beyond. For instance, plane crash. No, I'm going to use a car. Well, yeah, planes too, but I'm going to use a car. When people have car crashes that's set up by the enemy, this is the exact formula he uses to set them up. He sets it up in a dimensional plane so that these two cars can correlate, meaning crash together. So God tells you in a minute Satan's over the car accidents, right? So when a car crashes, truck crashes, motorcycle crash, a bus in a car, whatever, it has been dimensionally planned by the enemy and his demons. And they use dimensional layers to correlate these things for them to happen spiritually. And then they manifest naturally on the earth. Everything is done in timing. Crashes, murder, everything is done in timing. I was watching something on the news the other day. Soccer team was playing. <laughs> they was winning. And um, the man, one of the soccer players on the winning team, went, went on in, in the barriers. That's what I call him. I guess he went to go slap some water himself or drink something, right? He comes out, rubs his hand together, puts his hand. I mean, it was crazy. Puts his hands up in the sky like he's talking to God, and lightning came out of nowhere and struck him dead. Out of nowhere and struck. I said, God, that was either you or the devil. Either one. And then I said, boy, that man was sticking his hand up to the air pretending he was talking to you, and somebody got mad and striked his butt. And he died right there on the field. Just happened last week. Just happened. Died right there on the field. When you see somebody get struck by lightning and die, or even if they don't die, but most people die, it ain't coincidence. It was precise timing. That was either done by the enemy or God himself, because God will strike you too. Because the Bible says God has struck many by lightning. Parallel dimensions. Parallel dimensions are easier to understand once the concept of high dimensions has been defined. They are different than high dimensions, and I want you to uh, make sure that there is a distinction in the terms that I'm telling you. So now higher dimensions involve adding dimensions, adding width to length, adding height to width, etc. Parallel dimensions have the same number of dimensions while existing in an alternate space within a higher dimension. Now, let's say 
you take um, two-dimensional pieces of paper and draw a line on it. This means that both um, have one-dimensional unit, which is the line, and a two-dimensional unit, the paper. And moving from the line to the paper and ascending to a higher dimension, this is what we have just discussed. However, if I draw a second line on that paper next to the first line, I now have two one-dimensional units. And one-dimensional unit, I have just created a parallel dimension. You get it? So if I draw one line, that's a dimension. If I draw another line right under it, that's a dimension. But if I take that second line and draw it within the first dimensional line, I've just collided them. That's how car accidents happen. That's how plane crashes happen. When they crash in the mountain, fall in the water, they crash to each other. Two planes uh, crashed recently. A plane crashed, another plane crashed into it. Everybody died. Somebody, another helicopter crashed into another helicopter. Everybody died. How did that happen? That's the devil. And God allowed it because the people, time was up. The couple of we fell over. Fell over. This is how it, it murders the same way. Who, whoever is enacting that person to get murdered because God gave the permission because the cup of inequity was done, it, it all has to do with dimensions and parallels. Because we live in a simulated atmosphere, like a, a reality movie. God showed me that vision, and I got it on YouTube. So in order for things to happen, it has to happen dimensionally. It can't happen in a solace earthly way, it has to happen in a dimensional way because the Bible says everything must happen in the spiritual realm before it manifests. So how else is it going to manifest if it's not done dimensionally in the first place or parallel to each other in the first place? It's not going to happen. This is why God says everything happens spiritually because dimensionally and parallel and ascending is a spiritual matter. It is a dimensional matter. So when we see these accidents happen, they are they as we're seeing these accidents happen happening, they're already happening. When you have a vision and you see, you have a dream. Um, I, I I mean I don't want to use incubus again, but this is the goodest scenario I could think of. <laughs> Let's say you having a dream, right? And you see yourself like not having sex, but you can see yourself kissing somebody, or hugging somebody, or rubbing somebody. You are really doing that because that demon has somehow collided in your dimensional rim here on the earth. And it it just can't get you right off the bat because your spirit man is strong now. So it got to come at you in another way. And it also could be your part that's still running rampant out there that's um, in cahoots with this demon that God got to get a hold of that part so you can get delivered. And then they they start kissing or fondling, and then your spirit man is like looking at this like, whoa, wait a minute, and you wake up. You have just prevented that demon from colliding in your parallel dimension to rape you. So in the name of Yeshua Jesus, you just be like, Father, when I go to sleep tonight 
anything that tries to get in my dimension on this earth, anything that tries to get in my room, anything that tries to ascend in my room, to try and parallel in my dimension, to collide with me, to bring me into sin, or to take my virtue, or to defile me, or to harm me in any way, or cause any damage that will manifest in the natural, I revoke it right now with the blood of Yeshua. I now avoid it with the blood of Yeshua. I condemn it. This allow I reject it. I renounce it and denounce it and renounce it in Yeshua's name. And I seal this with the blood of Yeshua Jesus. So anything that will try to come through those ways will be caught. Father, in the name of Yeshua, if they still try, they'll be caught. They'll be caught in the rims. They'll be stuck in that rim, and they will be tortured and punished in that rim. And then when the torture and punishment is finished, they will be taken to the feet of Yah to be dealt with and thrown to the third level of hell where demons go to die that are failures. Any witch, a worker of iniquity that tries these things, they will be stuck in that rim until the time of their expiration on this earth. And they will be blinded so they cannot see through the rims in Yeshua's name. Anything come disguised as anything else in my rims, they will be staying in that thing and they will be dead on this earth. They will find their body dead on this earth. And Yeshua is there. Now, see, when you start praying like that, and them witches and them workers of inequity start coming for you, and they see you praying like that, they ain't going to mess with you no more. Them demons, they'll start messing with you too because they don't want that. Now, let's say I have two squares in a room. Those two squares are each two dimensions, length and width. If I stack them next to each other, I, again, am viewing a parallel dimension. The dimension of length and width defines the two-dimensional squares. They can both exist in a three-level dimensional environment without ever having any type of interaction. For instance, shadow people, which are dead humans, that's wandering spirits on this earth. They have refused to go to the light. Lucifer and them just ain't caught up to them yet. <laughs> uh, they can be right in your house with you, and you not even know they're there. Some spirits don't want you to know they're there. Some spirits is just looking for a place to lay their head. I'm putting it to you. Keep it real with you. Some spirits are just, I mean, they can't get in your house if you're a house of God because if you call them fire and blood all the time, they can't be in there. But let's say your house, you know, you ain't right. You know, you're Carly Christian, whatever the case is, right? Some spirits don't even want to disturb you. They just want a place of rest. And they'll live among you, and you won't even know they're there. That's a third-dimensional being. You won't even know they're there. But then you got some spirits, they are grieving spirits. They are angry spirits. They were murdered or something happened to them, and they want to take it out on somebody. Or you got dead spirits that want to live again. So they have to find people to match the sin that they died with, like smoking, drinking, whatever it is they did. They have to find, this is why you shouldn't be in no clubs, no nightclubs. And be very careful what parties you go to, you know, because church folks have parties all the time. You know, and sometimes they be having parties in these clubs or they have parties in these uh, restaurants that got uh, lots of liquor and dancing. This is where these kind of dead spirits go because a lot of dead spirits, they die from drinking, smoking, you know, social things. You know what I'm saying? So they could come in your house and they could get in you because a friend of mine, my sister-in-law, her mother looked outside last year and saw hundreds of the spirits coming in our house, and they keep sure enough came in there. Now, what they was coming in there for, I don't know. 
But, you know, I told her what to do, and mama got them out of there a couple of days later. You know what I'm saying? So if they could get in your house, you could come in your house. So some of them will come in just want some rest. Some of them come in um, because you they may sense, like you smoke, drink, they can sense it because your senses is higher once you're in the spirit room. You know, and they want to find a body to rest in, and they and they and they want to smoke. I'm telling you, your spirit still desires these things. So they look for somebody that does these things, and they get right in them. And then the person starts to change. You be like, what's up with you? You know, they start to take on the form of that spirit, what that spirit was. Those called shadow people. They, those are three-dimensional beings. Demons, wicked spirits, are three and four and five-level dimensional beings. Because they can manifest in, the, manifest in the flesh. Demons can do that. Why? Because there's so much sacrifice on the earth, so much abortions. So much, like, just brutal sacrificing under the water, in the forest, in the neither water. It's just sacrificing. And demons need blood. And see, when blood is alive, it has breath in it. So demons can flow through it. But when blood dries up, nothing can flow through it because the life of the blood is gone. So this is why they have to constantly do sacrifices. This is why they have to constantly get women to have abortions. This is why they constantly got to get you to fornicate. Because when you fornicate, there's blood in the man's semen. So wherever there's blood, wherever there's breath and there's life, demons are going to be there. But when it dries up, it's no more viable to them. They can't use it. They can't come through it. So they have to keep blood shedding constantly to keep the portals open. Then it gets to the point where so much blood has been shed, it's no more need for blood because the portals are ripped. The veils are ripped. The God particle has been taken down. They don't need no more sacrifices because everything has been taken down. All block is gone. And the world's in trouble. So now you know why they need sacrifices constantly. Because blood, when it dries up, it's no more good. Nothing can flow through it. As long as it's alive, it can. This is why they want virgins, young children. Because if you're young, you know, child, you ain't been touched. If you're a virgin, you ain't been touched. That's the most purest, most strongest blood of ever. Because God is a virtuous God. So now, outer space falls into the category. Um, okay, ten more minutes. I'm finished. Outer outer space falls in the car- into the category of the second heaven. Although the planets and comets still exist according uh, to the same three dimensional properties of the earth, I believe this is suggested by the following scriptures. And they shall spread them before the sun and the moon and all the hosts of heaven whom they have loved and whom they have served and after whom they have walked and whom they have sought and whom they have worshipped. They shall not be gathered nor be buried. They shall be for dung upon the face of the earth. Jeremiah 8.2 For the stars of the heaven and constellation thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine, Isaiah 13.10. So see, the sun is a man's spirit, and the moon is a she's spirit. Everything God creates is spirit. Everything. Everything. Even plants have plants are spirits, because plants in heaven talk to God. And these plants down here can talk to God, too. I, I, I saw this picture of penguins. I, I, like, I took a picture of it on my phone. It was so cute. I saw these penguins. They were little baby penguins. And one was looking up to the sky, like, and his mouth looked like he was saying, praise y'all. I tell you no lie, I fell out. When I saw that, I fell out. And the other one, his little baby penguin, had his hands open, looking up like he praising y'all. And I said, God, look at these penguins. I said, they look like 
they said, praise y'all. I said, I got to take a picture of this, and I took it. It was amazing. And he told me that the animals praise him too. He's God. Now, understanding the enhancement of things. The rim is an umbrella term. There are many types of rims before, you know, many type, type of rims. So now, listen, I still have many things that I need to say to you guys, but i got to stop now because it's prayer time. But um, I want to read you this. Um, he, the spirit of truth, has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. John 16, verse 12 to 13. But you, Daniel, shut the words and seal the book until the time of the end may shall run to and fro, and the knowledge shall increase. That's Daniel 12, 4. Now, keep this in mind. When you look at the earth now, you're going to see it totally different. <laughs> you're going to see it totally different. I mean, I have so much teaching. I'm not going to be able to finish this. So I probably wind up having another class in two months or three months. Who knows? But anyway, um, this is the end of the teaching. Uh, hold on. i got to turn the recording off. Okay, those of you who are listening to the recording, I'm turning it off now because we're about to pray, and I told you that I was going to turn that part off. And I'm sorry you missed the first 15 minutes, but you got the best of the teaching, all right? Uh, it's so shalom to you who are listening to this recording, and God bless you, and thank you for joining the class. And may um, this have changed things about your life and opened the doors for blessings and deliverance in Yeshua's name. Okay, so.